You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hey there, I hope you're doing well and managing to stay safe in what could well be the sixth week of working from home for some and several weeks of lockdown for most people. Now, I wanted to touch on a question this week that came up in a conversation I was having with someone who was making an inquiry about their employment rights. The question was whether his employer would find out that he had received a police fine for breaking lockdown restrictions. And whilst my answer to the question was that I didn't know, it did raise other points of concern for me, because even though we are all on lockdown, and most people haven't seen their workplaces for several weeks, if we're still employed, then we are still bound by our employer's code of conduct. A code of conduct will usually be contained in your employment contract, or you may find it as a list of acceptable or unacceptable behaviours in your company grievance and disciplinary procedures. A code of conduct usually contains rules, values, standards of practice, ethical principles, visions of the business and the image of the business or organisation which your employer expects you to portray when you're doing the job but also when you're representing the company. Now what this means in effect is that when you sign your contract of employment you're signing to say you agree with your employer's code of conduct and what that means is that you accept you are representing the company whilst at work, but also to some extent whilst you are not at work. And what this latter part means is that even though you might be on lockdown and working from home, or even furloughed with no work at the moment, the key thing to remember is that you are still employed by the company and therefore still bound by the company's code of conduct. In effect, what this means is that not everything you do in your own home and not everything you do in your private life can or will stay private if what you are doing conflicts with the company's code of conduct. To help me explain the point here, I'm going to use the backdrop of increased stress brought on by the impact of the coronavirus. Since the lockdown, all the major health organisations are reporting huge increases in stress and significant worries about the impact of the lockdown on people's mental health. And also that the consumption of alcohol has gone up since the lockdown began. Now, it doesn't need me to say that the combination of stress Feelings of imprisonment and increased alcohol consumption are not always the best recipe for positive outcomes when people get into disputes with each other, especially when those disputes are happening under lockdown conditions. 
But what you may not realise is that if you commit an offence during work time or on lockdown, but also in your private life on lockdown, you could be breaching your employer's code of conduct. And if this is the case, you could find yourself facing disciplinary procedures because of something that happened that you never gave a second thought to because it happened outside of your employer's workplace, but also, and more importantly, outside your contracted working hours. It has always been very clear that when you're at work, you're at work. And therefore, your behaviour is going to be different than when you're out of work and in your own private life and your own private time. But what's happened now is that if you're confined to home, both for work and furlough purposes, the separation between work life and private life is at times, if not at all times, blurred, which means that it's easy to feel that everything is kind of blended in into one meshed thing of work and private life. But the point is that even though you feel that, this is not the case for your employer. Your employer will continue to have an expectation that whatever the social situation you are facing, your conduct is still expected to represent the ethics, vision and values of the company. And if you do anything that threatens the reputation of the company, the employer is likely to investigate your conduct and if the breach is serious enough to then take disciplinary action against you. Let me use an example here. Let's say it's Saturday afternoon and you're having a barbecue in your back garden with your family with whom you're isolating. As the day develops, you end up in a fight with a member of your household and the police are called resulting in you being arrested and charged with a breach of the peace, a relatively minor offence in the grand scheme of things. Now, after everything has died down, you might also expect this incident to die down. But what if you're a youth worker working with children and young people? Or you're in the kind of job where part of the company reputation is conduct that does not affect the reputation of the company or does not risk bringing the company into disrepute. What happens then? Now, if this is your company, whilst the police may draw a line under the incident, your company may not. Indeed, your company may not take this incident lightly at all because the company may believe that your behaviour risks damaging the reputation of the company. And if this happens, case law in employment tribunal and employment rights legislation is on the side of companies who take action against their employers, action up to and including dismissal for acts which the company believe could risk the company's reputation or could increase the risk to their client group if you were to remain in a client-facing role in the company. What you also need to know is that the burden of proof for the company to find any alleged misconduct proven against you is not that of beyond reasonable doubt. 
It is actually based on the balance of probability. How likely is it that you committed this act? So on the balance of probability, a company could decide that although, for example, your case didn't come to court because let's say your family member refused to proceed with the charges against you, the company could decide that this incident having taken place at all is enough to progress a conduct concern against you because of worries the company may have about its reputation or because of concerns the company may have about any potential risk you may pose. And for that reason, the company could take a different stance to that of the police and the courts. So what sanctions could the company take against you if you were subject to disciplinary procedures for a conduct incident? Well, the sanctions can range from no action at all to conditional sanctions such as verbal and written warnings with time limits for how long those warnings should stay on your file. And those warnings can include final written warnings. The employee could also decide to demote you to a junior role. And if the breach is serious, then ultimately any sanction could include the most fatal sanction of all, which is dismissal from your job. Now, should you end up being dismissed from your job, you then enter another dispute cycle linked to you either seeking your reinstatement or seeking remedy for unfair dismissal. That cycle can be long, stressful, and after ultimately putting in all the effort you have to convince your employer that the incident happened in your own private time, did not impact any customers or your ability to do your job, you may still end up with your company saying that the decision to dismiss you was the right thing to do. And then your only other course of action is to apply to an employment tribunal to put your case there. Now, employment rights case law here is of the view that employers don't need to always turn a blind eye to things that concern them that they discover about their employees, even if things discovered have nothing to do with your work. And that's why we're seeing an increase in cases coming to tribunal where people were sacked for doing things in their private life that were then used to dismiss them in the workplace. And even though we're seeing an increase in cases coming to tribunal, tribunals are very aware that when cases like that appear, what has to be tested is what the employer did to establish enough of a concern to impose a sanction. And so employers in convincing employment tribunals have to demonstrate that they fully investigated any allegations made against you in a fair and transparent way to be sure you are treated fairly during any disciplinary process and to be sure that if a sanction is applied, it is a fair sanction that is fitting for the conduct matter you are accused of. So if I'm going to offer any advice at all here, what I'm going to say 
is that being on lockdown is tough. It's tough for everyone. But what you mustn't do is take any action that could jeopardize your relationship with your employer. And that includes being careful about what you post on social media. I can't tell you the number of cases that come to tribunal about people who have posted messages on social media where they are name calling either colleagues or their employer or they're saying things which the employer does not agree with and which the employer also feels raises the reputational risk that you are exposing the company to. And in those cases, when they come to tribunal, if the employer can show that they have followed a reasonable investigation to get to the heart of the matter, and that having done so, they've then decided to dismiss you for that conduct, it's very likely that an employment tribunal will side with the employer. Because even if the employment tribunal doesn't like what the employer did, an employment tribunal cannot substitute its own decision for the decision of the employer and therefore would have to find for the employer. And there you have it. I want to end by saying that things may be tough whilst you're on lockdown, but you're still tied to your employer. So be aware of your conduct both during and after working hours to be sure that you don't fall foul of your employer's risk and reputation expectations. On a final note, don't forget to tell people we're here. You can do this by sharing details of the podcast with your friends so we can reach as many people as possible. It's been great to be here and I hope you enjoyed this week's session. Thanks for listening and continue to stay safe. Bye for now.